Global Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. With all the protests and wars that are brewing overseas, the threats to the U.S. homeland is at an all-time high. This comes, of course, as police departments in many cases are forced to trim their budgets, and also many police officers retiring at a record pace. And joining us now to talk about all of this is Lieutenant Steve Rogers. He is a retired military officer. He was assigned to the Joint Terrorism Task Force of the FBI. He was also a lieutenant at the Nutley, New Jersey Police Department and a great security expert. Um, Steve, great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you very much. You know, how concerned should we be right now with all of these threats all over the globe and many here domestically? Are you deeply concerned how uh, vulnerable maybe we are? I'm extremely concerned. Uh, We are many very vulnerable. Uh, like at no other time in the history of this country, where we might be seeing combat in our uh, homeland, right on the real estate called the United States of America. Now, I'm not talking about a military combat, uh, obviously, but uh, between the police and uh, those criminal elements and terrorists that are in this country now. And Rita, I've got to tell you, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When you say a matter of when, what keeps you up at night? It is a lone wolf? Is it an organized attack? What areas? Organized attacks, organized simultaneous attacks. Uh, We have allowed people to come into this country vis-a-vis the southern border. And now we're learning, Rita, uh, something that uh, we were pretty much unaware of uh, up until I believe it was uh, Congressman uh, Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania, who is the chairman of the uh, northern security border, that he uh, did some research and found out that a lot of people uh, that are on the terrorist watch list has crossed our northern border from Canada into the 13 states uh, that uh, border that country. So uh, we've got some real problems uh, in relation to uh, people coming into this country that are looking not for jobs, all right, not for education, but looking to hurt us. How well do you think uh, Border Patrol agents can manage what is truly, as you're talking about, an onslaught? Because we have seen record numbers crossing, as you point out, our northern and our southern border. They are totally overwhelmed. If you talk to border agents, they are just completely overwhelmed. And also, it seems like the folks in the cartels and elsewhere are becoming more and more sophisticated. There was just a story recently, Steve, where it had an app that basically said, here's the open area of the border, everybody. You want to go through here in the middle of the night or even in the daytime. Um, It seems that the bad guys are becoming more sophisticated and the cartels especially. And meantime, our border agents are just more exhausted and uh, don't seem to be getting the support, at least not from this government. Well, they are not. I've spoken to some Border Patrol officers. Uh, They're the most dedicated, committed people in law enforcement looking to protect this country. And unfortunately, no one, uh, at least in the government, is looking to protect them. Uh, The fact of the matter is, to uh, enhance on what you just uh, articulated, uh, yes, the cartel is becoming very sophisticated. They're becoming very bold. Uh, Some of them have actually crossed the border into our country and, from what I understand, has created some violent acts on our soil without a response that is necessary to stop them. Uh, The Border Patrol agents, like our law enforcement officers nationwide, 
uh, are being hindered by some ridiculous policies, by hands-off policies, by public policies. Unfortunately, Rita, I, I, I you know, I, I hesitate to let, to talk politics with regard to this issue, but it is political because there's a common thread through all of the problems our border patrol agents and law enforcement nation, uh, law enforcement agencies across the nation are facing. That common thread is the color blue. It is the Democrats. It's the Democrat Party. It's the Biden administration. It's the Democrat governors right down to city councils, et cetera. They have created this problem. And we are in so deep that it's going to unfortunately take a, a catastrophic incident. And again, I hope to God it doesn't happen, but it'll take something like that maybe to wake them up. How sad is that? And, and, you know, Steve Rogers, to your point about sort of the whole policy issues, there was a memo that came out recently from Alejandro Mayorkas, who's the head of Homeland Security, of course, the secretary there, and not not saying, hey, beef up border, not saying here's what you need to do. He was chastising border agents to make sure that they don't misgender the migrants. And all I kept thinking about is our border agents are chasing after the migrants. They're crossing the border illegally at record pace. Um, They're dealing with cartels. They're dealing with fentanyl. They're dealing with human smuggling. And our Secretary of Homeland Security is worried about misgendering. What does that say to you? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because therein lies one of the big problems with law enforcement uh, nationwide. The administrations uh, that are controlling these cities, again, the Democrats, as well as our Department of Homeland Security secretary and the Biden administration, are more concerned about pronouns, more concerned about gender identification, more concerned about everything that is not designed to protect us. The responsibility of government, the first duty of government, is to protect the people from domestic and foreign terrorists. And unfortunately, uh, they're more concerned about political correctness. And look at the results, Rita. Look what's happening. Uh, they got to be blind. Uh, not only are we having an increased criminal activity at our border with regard to not to mention the drug problem with fentanyl, but every city across this land is being directly affected by these ridiculous policies. Concentration on what? Gender Identity, money being spent on what? Pronouns. So this is why we have a depletion, not an increase, but actually a decrease in police recruitment nationwide, a decrease in, in, in preventing crime nationwide, and an increase in criminal activity from the southern border to the northern border. You talk about also policing because there have been some stories of late. And in fact, with the NYPD, where this year alone, 2,500 officers have resigned. They just don't want to have it anymore. Uh, They just can't take it. They don't feel they're appreciated. Is that a sign of what's happening across this country? Oh, it is happening across the country. And may I add that I understand Mayor Eric Adams, who's got his own legal problems now, uh, he has uh, introduced a budget that's going to court, cut 4,000 more NYPD officers. I mean, they've got to be out of their mind in that city, uh, realizing that uh, we are at a threat level that is becoming very, very dangerous. We need more cops on the street, more cops in the intelligence and information gathering uh, agencies. I mean, I could go on and on why we need more cops. But the reason why they're leaving, Rita, is that the government the mayors, the governors, the federal government is, doesn't watch their back. They don't have their back. They're sending our men and women, our young men and women in blue uniforms into harm's way, where many of them are being killed as a result of these ridiculous policies. And they expect them to stay on this job, to sacrifice their lives, 
and their pensions when they're not going to be solidly backed by these political leaders. So this is why we have the problem, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And also, this to me is a time, based on what we're talking about, this is the worst time to be cutting. One of the things they even talked about was trimming the counterterrorism unit of the NYPD to about 75% less than what it is. Can you imagine, uh, here, you know, you worked with the terrorism task force there of the FBI, Steve Rogers. Can you imagine at a time, as we're talking about, of all times with such a heightened threat level in this country and all over the globe, that that would be the last place I would cut? It sure would be. And, you know, I was one of the first military intelligence officers, naval officer, assigned to FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force in Washington, D.C. after after 9-11. I'll tell you how that happened. The CIA, the FBI, uh, local law enforcement, state agencies, etc., weren't really sharing a lot of critical information across agencies. Uh, You know, they were kind of keeping it to themselves, the old turf battle stuff. Well, to the credit of uh, the young George Bush, George W. Bush, uh, he put together a fusion center in Washington, D.C., at FBI headquarters, and had every single federal, state, county, and local agency represented sharing information. To your point, he increased he increased the capabilities of law enforcement to collect intelligence and information to prevent attacks. And now the complete reverse is being done, where these uh, political uh, individuals and the Democrats, again, uh, are creating a situation where our capabilities are de- decreasing to a point where we're unable, unable to prevent maybe an impending disaster. You know, the other thing, too, is uh, even on a basic level of crime, Steve Rogers, it seems there was an attack recently where there was an officer who was punched and beaten. You could see it on the videotape. It was repeat offenders. And guess what? They were let out. Uh, A judge lets them out. I mean, if somebody is going to go to the effort of beating up a cop seen on videotape, it's a repeat offender. It shouldn't be rocket science that this person's a threat to society. And yet this sort of loose bail system is even affecting beating up police. You know, I saw that video and my first reaction, Rita, was I wonder if it was a judge being beaten or it was a politician being beaten. Uh, And I don't, listen, I don't want to see violence committed upon anyone, but I noticed something happening. Uh, The trend is beginning to turn with regard to maybe people waking up. For this reason, there are some politicians, I remember a congresswoman in Washington, D.C., defund the police, defund the police, until, unfortunately, and sadly to say, she became the victim of a violent carjacking and got smacked around a little bit. And now she turned her whole tune, well, you know, we really need more police. Uh, the, 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 this problem is the people making these laws are sitting in leather seats in an office, uh, sending our young men and women into harm's way. They have never been, uh, ha- they've never had guns pointed at them. They've never been shot at. They've never been burglarized, on and on and on and on. They don't wear the shoes of middle America, of the hardworking men and women who have to face guns, violence, rape, murder, uh, being tossed in subways and, on, and and witnessing it. I mean, could you imagine the trauma that goes along with this? They don't have to face this, but it's beginning to turn because the criminals, I notice, have left the cities and they're coming into suburban areas and next stop, the wealthy people. So as they begin to elevate their criminal activity into more affluent neighborhoods, you're going to see, I believe, a lot change. But I hope it changes before that, before 
too, too many people are going to be harmed as a result of these ridiculous uh, policies. Yeah, and I still wonder why, even in places like, say, New York City, city council was just up recently, and a number of these, you know, very sort of soft-on-crime types, a number of them got reelected. Not all, but a number of them did. So what is it saying? I mean, how much more crime do they need to realize maybe they shouldn't keep electing these people? Well, you're right. But the bottom line with a lot of these people, corporate people, uh, is money. Uh, They start losing money. uh, You're going to see a lot of changes because, uh, Rita, I believe many of these uh, corporate uh, executives donate to these uh, political entities. Now, what happens if uh, some of these big corporations decide to leave New York City? What happens if Wall Street all of a sudden decides, you know, we better get out of here. Our people are being mugged, being shot. Uh, What about uh, all of these big department stores? Uh, I used to go to New York quite often. I was raised in Brooklyn. I don't go to New York anymore, like tens of thousands of others, I'm sure, are not going to New York anymore. So as soon as the money begins to affect corporate America in the city of New York, you'll see changes. And maybe that's why the mayor has to cut his budget, because the income is not coming into that city as it used to be. Yeah, a lot of people have fled, and a lot, as you talk about, big business people fled, and they haven't been incentivized to come back uh, because of the crime and the taxes and all those things. The other thing, too, Steve Rogers, is obviously what's been happening of late, all of these protests that we've seen on the streets of New York and and colleges across the country and, and elsewhere. How concerned are you? Because there have been a couple incidents where they definitely have turned violent. How concerned are you that that's adding to the powder keg? Well, very, very concerned. And there's another uh, side of this powder keg, Rita, as you put it, I call it a, uh, a teapot with a lid on it ready to explode. I'll give you the illustration. Back during the Vietnam War, I remember the Vietnam War press, uh, uh, protesters, the college students, pretty much doing the same thing that we see now today. And the police couldn't control it. But I remember the term hard hats. Hard hats were the construction workers in this country at the time, and they were the ones that went out on the street and began to do combat with these protesters, something we don't advocate. We never want to see. We don't want to see that again. But our politicians haven't learned from history. It goes back to give the police the authority and the power they need in order to put an end to these protests. First of all, there is a strategy. There is a plan. Every police department should have one to deal with these protests. It's not being executed. Why? They don't have the manpower. They don't have the training. They don't have the backing of the government to do their job. So now you've got criminals, and these protesters are criminals. They're not uh, protesting for Palestine. They're protesting because they hate Israel. They hate America. They hate Anything that stands for freedom and liberty, that uh, they're going out there advancing a political agenda that some of them are even unaware of what they're doing. But the fact is, what they are aware of is they're disrupting your rights and my rights to travel. They're disrupting our ability to be free, to, to, to love our liberty and to exercise our individual rights. So the government needs to spend more time uh, addressing our rights and not their rights. They have the rights to free speech, but those rights are limited when you're spewing out hate. Kill America? Kill Jews? Destroy Israel? Well, to me, you've, you've crossed the line and you should be arrested and you should be going to jail. And there was a recent case um, in Queens, New York, of course, um, at a high school where a group of students found out that a teacher went to a pro-Israel rally. They saw her image like on a screen 
And then they put it out there, and it was almost a riot at this school where they were looking for the teacher because she attended a peaceful pro-Israel rally. My first thought was, Steve, where have we gone so wrong that they would be out for like almost causing a mob looking for a teacher? Imagine if they had caught her. You know, that's a great question. Where have we gone so wrong? Well, we're reaping what we have seen happen in this country for years. Our elementary schools no longer teach civics. They no longer teach respect for authority, respect for your teachers, respect for your parents. They're more concerned about what? Let's go back to gender identity, pronouns, the things that really don't count when it comes to a person's future. I mean, uh, most people could care less. Call yourself what you want. Live the way you want. Just don't bother me. You know, live, live your life. But they're not doing that. They're shoving this stuff down the throats of our young children. And so it starts in elementary school. And then they are reinforced with all kinds of nonsense during uh, their junior high school years and high school years. And I've spoken to teachers. And, you know, teachers are telling me they are leaving in droves. They, they went to college to teach, not to indoctrinate. But parents need to wake up. Parents need to pay more attention to their children's education. They need to pay attention to getting involved in their school boards as they have across this country this past election cycle. And I'm happy to say that in many states, a lot of these liberals were tossed out of school boards and they need to get involved in the political process by electing to office people that are going to do, or sorry, political leaders that are going to look at the best interests of the people and the parents rather than those who have a political agenda to take this country down. Is there anything that you think law enforcement should be doing and even public officials should be doing in the case where some of these protests, they're not only burning the Israeli flag, they're burning the American flag? Well, they certainly have the right to do that under our Constitution. However, we do have hate crime laws. We do have bias crime laws. And we need to strictly enforce these laws. Uh, When you hear death to Jews, well, you know, to me, that's a hate crime. You're advocating violence against Jewish people. Uh, Destroy America. Uh, kill Americans, kill Jews, uh, 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 destroy Israel. These are, as far as I'm concerned, and some people said I might have a point with this. Some of them have said I'm stretching this point. But the enemies of this country are eating this all up. And when protesters go out there and they spew out what our enemies are spewing out overseas, you know what I believe that is, Rita? Aiding and abetting the enemy. You're spreading their propaganda. You're inflaming people in this country to turn on each other and to do what? To take our government down. It's all part of, no doubt in my mind, and I've been in the military for a good part of my life, it's all part of what I call a psychological war plan. Just hit America in their streets, divide them up, and have them destroy each other. And unfortunately, this is what we're seeing as a result of, again, the Democrat Party in this country, the Biden administration, and others who support his policies have allowed to happen because we need to get tough. And we, I'm not saying take people's rights away. Everybody has civil rights, but we need to get tough. When there's a bully in the schoolyard, that bully only knows one thing. And that one thing isn't saying, I'm sorry, and walking away and getting a beating the next day and becoming a victim the next day. That bully knows only one thing. And I'll let your listeners figure out what that is. Yeah, uh, it is a uh, peace through strength, I guess, is is the key kind of uh, message there or force, uh, a clear, clear, resounding message. Um, before I let you go, what are you most concerned about, Steve Rogers? Is it the sort of threat within what we're talking about in some of the schools and elsewhere? Or is it the threat from outside? Well, you know, the threat from out is now become the threat from within. Uh, I believe there are terrorist cells in this country. 
I believe there are bad actors now planning to attack this country uh, based on what I've seen, what I'm reading and the research I'm doing. And I don't say that to alarm people. I say that to make sure that people understand that they actually, without any doubt, if they see something, say something. It's very important that they do that. And one thing that I didn't like to hear on the police department when people called us was, I'm sorry to bother you. You're not bothering the police. And I urge the clergy in this country, rabbis, priests, ministers, get involved. Start talking to the people. Start bringing comfort to them, some security. Our, our, our rabbis, our, our priests, our ministers, they speak to more people in one uh, congregational meeting than any politicians could speak to in six months. So they need help. Our people need help. They need prayer. Let's not forget there's a spiritual element here. And you know what? Those clergymen may be saving this country as a result of the work they're doing also. Yeah, that's a very good point. And you're right. I don't think enough people are talking about the role that they can play um, on so many different levels within families, but also in protecting the homeland and inspiring people to speak up. Well, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And Lieutenant Steve Rogers, thank you so much for your great service to this country and all you do uh, and you have done for so many decades to keep us safe. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for the work you're doing. You're helping part of saving this country. I thank you. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.